Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast. This is episode number 187 for the week of March 25th, 2013. This is Adam Meyer, Creative Director for Interval, and today I am joined by... Katie Streeter, Content Marketing Specialist for Interval. Robert Prevo, Senior Account Director at Interval. And it's the three of us. Yep. Chris is enjoying some time with the family this yeah. week, or at least today or this weekend, and Jackie is... I don't know what Jackie's doing. What is she doing? She should be here. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, where are you? So we have a couple of updates. Um, the forum is coming up in early May, and Chris is going to be speaking there. Uh, his first session is on Sunday, May 5th, and it's the session from 2.30 to 3.45, and it is called The Critical Value of Brand in a Changing Industry. And he will be co-hosting that with Susan Solomon from St. Joseph, Joseph Health System, which is in Orange, California. And... Um, I'll just read the description here quick. It says, The healthcare landscape is shifting dramatically, and organizations are changing in ways that have significant implications for their brands. Evolving missions, consolidations, new ventures all pose opportunities and challenges for how organizations build and manage their brands. Here, how systems facing different but common situations are approaching the question of brand. Examine the challenges faced, the decision-making processes used, and how they are moving forward. So Chris will be presenting on that. Sounds and then deep. Uh, Yeah, it does. And then on Tuesday, the 7th, he will be presenting with Chris Boyer. Um, let me find that one. Forget where, gonna... where was the, where's the forum at? It's in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, I believe. Okay. Is that correct? That is, yep. Yeah. And um, so his second session is called Transforming Your Hospital's Digital Marketing, Marketing Strategy. And he'll be doing that with Chris Boyer, um, who works in, as the, what does AVP mean? I always forget what that is. Associate Vice President. Okay, Associate Vice President of Digital Strategy at North Shore LIJ Health System in New York. And that one will be all about um, building and leveraging a digital marketing strategy and incorporating digital measurement across communication and benchmarking your efforts and avoiding common pitfalls. Hmm. So that should be an interesting session as well. And also at the forum, we'll be hosting Branding at the Bar. And when is that again? Let me check here quick. That will be on Monday, May 6th. 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Yep. And well, so we'll be there. You iPads again? Is that correct? Yeah. Three oh, Is it three? I can't remember the exact numbers. That could be wrong. But Are they like the big iPads? The mini, mini iPads? Mini iPads, I mini? think. Yep. Okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So... I think I've said it before, but I, as the owner of the a larger of a few larger iPads over the last few years, I think my next one will be the mini. The mini. Yeah. Really? Yep. I think we talked about that last show, but just being able to hold that in one hand. Yeah. So it's nice. not like it's not like we're ripping you off or trying to jip you here by giving you a mini iPad versus <laughs> just, a big one. We think it's cool. This is the way to go. Mini is the future. We're of... giving you the latest and greatest. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> so that's what we have for updates. We'll be there. Monday, Tuesday, or Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, we will be present. So, all right, cool. Join us. I hope to see you there. Well, I won't be there, but some of us will be there. Robert will be there. The cool yes, ones will be, be there. there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, we have a couple of cool articles to cover this week. Um, the first one is actually for an app and website uh, that. I think maybe we've mentioned in the past, but we haven't really, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think any of us have really di- dived into it, used it, explored it. Um, 
But there's an interesting article on TechCrunch just kind of given a, a high-level overview of the service, which is uh, called HealthTap, which I'm sure um, anybody who listens to podcasts is probably savvy enough to have heard of that and maybe even used it. Um, but yeah, it's a Q&A service uh, for doctors and for, well, for people to ask questions of doctors, mm-hmm. kind of Quora-like in what it is. We had a chance to play around with it a little bit mm-hmm. um, over the last couple of days, and we just wanted to talk about it yeah. a little bit. It's it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because you're you're as a consumer, you're getting connected up with uh, medical experts, physicians, mm-hmm. and you you know, it's kind of the it's like WebMD, but it's interactive. So you can post your question, and what's really cool, I think, is that you are essentially guaranteed to get a response back within 24 hours. So mm-hmm. you know, on their website they kind of talk about themselves that there's no there's no waiting room which obviously is one of the you know something that can be kind of frustrating so uh, if you go to a physician uh, clinic but you know we you know we were just playing around with the site a little bit signed up and um, it's interesting too so you not only have the interactive um, part of it but then you also have it set up where doctors can essentially like a you know advice that's given by a fellow doctor so it's almost a little bit of a you know social networking tool for physicians so mm-hmm. they've got some really neat neat features built in and um you know it's it's it brings a little um you know personal side to trying to find health information online so it's yeah. pretty cool yeah, you know, one of the first things we were questioning was what, why would a physician even want to be mm-hmm. a part of this? Like, what 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 incentivizes a doctor to go into some, into a resource like this and just provide medical expertise for free mm-hmm. um, to you know Joe Blow, who's or Joe Public, I should say, who's <laughs> uh, answer you know asking just random questions. And man, mm-hmm. the questions are all over the board. When I went, I mean, Robert we were just kind of chuckling at a few, but there mm-hmm. some. I mean, there's there's serious stuff. There's stuff from people who you know, are really unsure probably even what question they're asking. They just kind of know something's wrong. Um, we saw some about, you know, how do I even like improve my libido, which was kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, we dug in a little bit to see, you know, to see why, why exactly would a doctor want to take part in this. And there's um, some interesting information to, that you can glean from their website just in terms of you know, this being kind of one of the first resources uh, at least well not not necessarily one of the first there's some others out there mm-hmm. but i think one of the first that has a chance to be successful at, at yeah. what it's trying to do right. um, to really provide a meaningful platform for doctors to get out in a social way um that they can connect back to their practice in relevant ways for to actually drive business mm-hmm. um so some i mean some of this the 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 obvious incentives um uh, I'm trying to get back in here so I can see the examples. Um, now I'm losing where it was on the on their website, but there, there are some cool things. Kind of like you know, it, at first I wanted to say that this this bad badge concept that doctors can kind of link up on their on their own website wanted to make me gag a little bit until I until I dug into it a little more and kind of understood what it was. But um, if you're familiar with websites like Quora, um, part of the appeal to it, or part of the kind of the allure, or one of the things that gets you hooked on it is the fact that if you are somebody who answers questions and provides uh, answers that the community deems valuable, um, that affects your kind of your quality score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the higher your quality score is, kind of the more privileged you are in the system, the more um, clout you kind of have in mm-hmm. the system, and it just reflects better on you right. um, because people tend to value your opinions a little more if you've got like you know. A, score of several hundred versus a score of two or three because you're a new, a new member. 
Um, so they do a, a kind of a rating like that for the doctors, and then they can actually promote that rating um, uh, with this badge system. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it that feels because when I was looking through this and I was seeing doctors with like 99s or 95s, mm-hmm. that actually means something to me other than, you know, like there's that clout site that gives you right. clout score, clout, which is yeah. just like, oh, okay, whatever. It feels more valuable to me than that. Right. But I think that, I think the most powerful t- part of this is that it actually connects with connects you with local doctors. So if you're looking for a new primary care physician or a specialist or um, you're moving somewhere new, um, it could be a place to start your search, you know? Right. Um, and then you would turn to your insurance and see if you're covered under that physician. Right. Zone. But not only that, you know that if, if you answer a qu- or ask a question, um, that it could potentially be answered by a local doctor. And if right. not, it's going to at least be answered by a doctor right. somewhere mm-hmm. right. within the country. And, or, if you, and if you are looking for a physician, I mean, I think that's a, that's a really nice first impression to get from a physician who's mm-hmm. going to take the time to you know, give a thoughtful response to your question. And, right. Um, so I think it's a really good thing for physicians. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I mean, some of the, like the bullet points, kind of the high-level bullet points it lists is the uh, reasons a physician would want to do it. A, to extend their reach. Um, B, to go mobile. C, to virtualize their practice. Uh, D, connect with patients. Uh, after that, build your reputation and customize uh, your own kind of patient app. Okay. Um, so it's just a really... I don't know. It's a a nice tool for doctors to be able to kind of relevant with the times. I mean, one thing, another thing that's nice too, is if you, you can follow a doctor. So if mm -hmm. you have, you can post a, post a question, get an answer. Um, but if let's say you're looking up information about sleep, if you follow this physician and let's say he's a, a sleep specialist, if you follow him, you can actually see his answers to other people's questions related to the topic. So not only are you getting information about what's on your mind, but you might, you know, might learn a little something about um, related issues to, to sleep. So it can be almost, you know, educational from that standpoint too, as a, as a resource beyond your specific question. So it's, it's engaging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it looks like they offer an API um, for their platform, which means that uh, developers can tap into that. Mm -hmm. So as other people are developing, Health-related applications, they could potentially tap into mm, components of this data here. Um, so that's always a great way for a uh, business like this to really kind of extend its reach in, in terms of, of what it does. Because the more, you know, Twitter is a good example. One of the reasons Twitter became what it is is because they had this platform that was open for developers to create mm-hmm. all these apps for phones, for desktops. I think still the most popular tool for interacting with it is the web interface. Um, uh, but one of the reasons that it became as successful as it was, they opened it up for other people to use it in creative ways. Now, unfortunately, they're kind of locking down, crack, cracking down on that now because they want to make money right. <laughs> on it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I see this as being very different. It looks like they've got, you know, they've, they've, they, Twitter didn't necessarily have a model off the bat for making money, and it looks like these guys mm-hmm. um, do. Yeah, I'm impressed uh, with it. And I mean, it's robust. In the article, the, ty- the headline says it sees 7.5 million unique visitors yeah. per month. That That's is a, a lot of people. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. And man, talk about a, a wealth of information to be indexed by search engines. <laughs> right. Um, you know, right. All of this stuff is open to, to, to indexing. So mm-hmm. that's pretty powerful. Right. Yeah. They have a ticker on their website that shows that they've answered more than 600 million questions. And the other side of it says uh, it's a little ticker about lives saved. So I'm not sure how they're, you know, measuring that or right. determining that. But, um, you know, one of the articles that we read um, talked about 
um, like thousands of thank you notes have been received um, from the, the information that's provided, which is, is pretty cool. Yeah, saying that their lives were saved by this <laughs> service, which is just crazy. Yeah. But. So anyway, check it out. Um, there are aspects of it that you think are pretty cool. Uh, feel free to shout, give us a shout out in our LinkedIn group or on Twitter. Yeah, or if you um, hate it. Or if you hate it. Know. Yeah, if you think if you, yeah, if you've got a beef with this thing, we'd like to know that too. Yeah. All right, well, another article we ran across this week, or maybe it was last week, but it um, uh, came from Google themselves, and they did a um, old study with, Niels- with Nielsen, and it was on uh, mobile's immediacy effect. And you can read the article itself on Google's mobile ads blog over on Blogspot, which is surprisingly... It's, has the Blogspot changed at all? I know. In like the, Are they going to get rid of that next? Since they just got rid I of wouldn't, Reader, I wouldn't be surprised. Seriously. I wouldn't be surprised. But it's such a it's so the appearance of it is so dated. It's it actually is. kind of painful to even read anything on Blogspot anymore, right. um, with all the other excellent blogging platforms that are out there. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, Google owns it. They use it, so that's where you have to read this. <laughs> um, so the the title of the article is "Mobile's Immediacy Effect: Half of Mobile Search Conversions Happen in One Hour." Um, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. But there's a, there's a really nice infographic that kind of sums up what they talk about um, that accompanies the article. And I was led to it from Twitter, from a tweet from Luke Rabluski, uh, who is somebody we reference every once in a while on the show, who is a, um, the, the big mobile-first advocate in the design and development world. Um, and every, every Monday, he usually talks about data. Um, and this, this was what he talked about uh, last Monday, I believe. Maybe it was this week. Um, but the, the big stat at the top of this infographic, um, mobile search is always on, happening on the go, at home and at work. Um, but there's a big fat statistic here that supports um, something we've been ranting about for mm-hmm. a very long time. And that's that 77% of mobile searches occur at home or at work, with 17% of searches happening on the go. Yeah. Um, you know, And we've, we're always harping on the definition of mobile mm-hmm. um, and that so many people, when they think mobile, they think it's on the go and mm-hmm. providing information and resources to people who are out and about and doing their thing. You just need like little nuggets of stuff to, to um, you know, satisfy their needs when they're, when they're away from their main computer. Right. Uh, when the reality is mobile devices are becoming people's main computer and mm-hmm. they're using this at home. It's replacing yeah. their laptop. It's replacing their desktop. Um, it is their computer. And these statistics here is back it up. Yeah. 77% of mobile searches occurring at home or at work. Yeah. And we uh, recently wrote a blog post about this too. It's on our blog on thinkinterval.com and it's called Stop Defining Mobile as Mobile. Um, so check that out too. We talk about how important that is in the healthcare industry too to consider mobile's not just on the go. Right. So. Yeah, right. It, it was interesting Actually, two nights ago, our, our internet was down. So I called the provider, and they said we're going to have to send someone out. And it, while definitely annoying, my wife and I both ended up, we're just working on our phones. And it, I didn't yeah. find it as big of an con- inconvenience right. as I think maybe even a year ago, where it would have been really frustrating. Right. So because we, we could do most of what we wanted um, <laughs> from our phone. And, and obviously, this, is, this article you know, speaks to that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, then they get into, I mean, the, one of the reasons for citing that statistic is what they get into next, which is talking about the immediacy effect of mobile. Um, and man, I can back, I can back that up totally. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's just, the statistics they share here. Shopping queries are two uh, times more likely to be in store 
Um, that's mobile search. They're strongly tied to sp- specific contexts. Mm-hmm. Uh, mobile searches drive valuable outcomes for businesses. Three out of four mobile searches trigger follow-up actions. Um, and they give some examples of that. Um, with 25% of those uh, users visiting a retailer's website, 17% of those people actually visiting a store, uh, 7% calling a business, 17 actually making a purchase, 18% sharing information as a result of that search, and uh, 36% um, continuing to do research on whatever it is that mm-hmm. they're after. Right. Um, another big fat statistic uh, in this article, 55% of conversions that store visit, phone call, or purchase happened within an hour of their search. And that's a huge stat yeah. there. That's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can back that up, man. I mean, I've said a million times on the show that I, just my wife and I are huge Amazon Prime or right. Amazon users because we do the Amazon Prime thing. And I will whip my phone out at home or wherever I am mm-hmm. if there's something I know that we need and I'll check it check at least check prices if not right. order it immediately right um, or, right from my phone right or even like if you're trying to find a place to go out to dinner to get mm-hmm. grab drinks I mean you're planning on doing it soon right and you're grabbing your phone because it's easy and quick and yep yep so yeah yeah and another thing to I mean when we talk about mobile searches too you know I think a lot of times when we talk about search the tendency is to think Google you know you think you're going to a Google box you know search interface and you're typing something in uh, when the reality on mobile really is that Google is just one of many starting points. You know, for me, if I, if it's something I'm going to purchase, I'm going to go to, straight to Amazon mm-hmm. um, and probably not through the web interface, but through their app. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm looking for a place, a location nearby, like, like coffee or something, wherever I might be, I'm going to go to the Maps app and I'm going to type in coffee and right. see where the pins drop right. around me. I'm not going to go to Google and type that. I mean, right. it's, it might be Google Maps, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to go to the Google search interface right. um, or I might use Yelp or something like right. that. Um, so it's really, it's a lot less too about uh, thinking of search as, you know, this simple text field with, that says Google over the top of it. Right. Um, and to start thinking really uh, more about search originating from many, many resources and um, quite often ones that are, uh, you know, relevant to whatever it is that they happen to be looking for at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Right. And I'm we, tr- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we were with some friends on, on vacation and and he had been researching the GoPro cameras for a while, and we walked into a store, and they had this really cool display. And so he looked at it, and he saw the price, and the first thing he did is he pulled up Amazon, <laughs> and, he, and he bought it. He, he's looking at it in yep. the store. He could have just purchased it, yep. but he bought it on Amazon because, like you do, you need Amazon Prime. He's like, oh, I'll have it when I get home. Right, <laughs> and for, for retailers, that's a huge issue because people just use their stores for like what yeah. they call showcasing or whatever, yep. and then right. just yep. go buy it online, but... I mean, everyone does it. Yeah. No, I know. And I think I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I had looked at, um, you know, I, my wife and I bought a new printer for the, for the house. Yes. I mean, who buys printers anymore? But we bought one because it's kind of nice to have one every once in a while. Yeah, no. But I wanted to get one that was like AirPlay compatible or uh, AirPrint compatible. So you could just print from your phone or your mm-hmm. iPad or whatever. You know, just hook it up in some random room and it gets on your Wi-Fi and you just print to it from whatever you need to. Um, and the one that I found, this uh, Epson that I found on Amazon was like, 80 bucks mm-hmm. and I went to Best Buy and it was like 150 Jeez. and I said to, and I said to the guy I'm like well actually they had it on sale but the sale ended the day before and mm-hmm. it was like $10 more than Amazon and I'm mm-hmm. like well 10 bucks whatever I'll just go get it at Best Buy um, but it went up to the regular price which is 150 mm-hmm. and I said well you know for that price I, it's 80 bucks on Amazon I'm just gonna go order it and he's like well we'll match Amazon prices as long as it's fulfilled by Amazon and not like another retailer selling wow. through Amazon and then fulfilling it 
So yeah, they matched the $80 price, which was like half of what it was oh listed goodness. in store. And wow. I, the whole time I'm just thinking, I don't know how you guys are going to stay in business. No, and <laughs> right. they're not doing well. At this rate, I know they're not. They're really not. <laughs> they kind of joked about it too when I was, when they were matching the price because <laughs> the guy, the store, the floor guy who was checking me out, um, and helping me make the purchase, um, <laughs> nice. uh, he had to get his manager to come and uh, ver- approve the, the the purchase right. since it was such a product. It was such a big difference. Um, and his manager had made the joke. He was like, "Oh yeah, we match the, the prices of those little you know, Amazon. Those little guys were trying mm. to drive them out of business." <laughs> so at least they're <laughs> being kind of lighthearted about it. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how long they last. Hopefully, they don't go away. It's nice to have some brick and mortar places it where you is. can actually go in and see these things. Because right. I don't know, use them for showcasing. <laughs> yeah, use them for showcasing. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Well, if they can find a way to survive and be relevant and match prices, then right, you know, I completely agree. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm trying to think of how this immediacy effect applies to healthcare and how healthcare marketers need to think about it because I'm trying to think, I mean, I guess health tap even that's a great example. Great example. I didn't even think of it that way, but, um, just trying to think of it in terms for healthcare marketing. Yeah. Because I mean, if I know that I can at least start a search or have a very specific question about something like my back pain Mm -hmm. or my allergies or something with one of my kids, um, and it's not, like the need isn't necessarily immediate. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm gushing blood out of my wrist or something, I'm probably You're not, not going to check health tap and, and wait, wait for 24, 24 hours, hours for an answer. Let <laughs> me go to the uh, ER. Um, but you know, if it's a general question, then right. the immediate, I mean, I'm going to be able to like ask it and get answered pretty damn quick. Yeah. yeah. I think there's so many health related questions and, and information that you might be seeking that, that falls into that camp where you don't need to maybe set up an appointment and, or right. go to the ER. And so, you know, that can be a really nice entry point into getting connected up with an expert um, that you may schedule an appointment with. I'm thinking right. things like, you know, acupuncture or some of those more um, consumer driven decisions where you might right. say, you know, I'm, I'm having trouble with sleep or, you know, and I've heard about acupuncture. If you get some information on it, you may then go to that expert. So, And then you're going to hit... Uh some deals website to get your $39 acupuncture right. uh, procedure. <laughs> you mean like Groupon? Groupon, Groupon or Amazon deals or yeah. living social or it's like what it's full of, man. I, I still, I get like, I've, I've tried to unsubscribe to those services cause mm-hmm. I tried signed up for all three of them when there was like mm-hmm. the big thing to do. And it's, I feel like it's impossible to like unsubscribe. You click the unsubscribe <laughs> link and that, I don't know where the hell that goes. Cause I'm still getting all the emails. Yeah. I, I still frequent Group on and living yeah. social. Yeah. yeah. But I'm always on the hunt for a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I should say we did actually, I did actually make a purchase from living social not too long ago for like a furnace tune up or somebody to come check that out yeah. for like 39 bucks. I'm like, well, that's not a bad deal. Yeah. There's right. some good services on there, like house cleaning that like is usually kind of expensive yeah. and you can get some good deals. And, and again, I mean, just supporting the whole immediacy effect when those right. things roll in, you have a limited window of time in which right. to act on it. And a lot of those are like the deal is so damn good that right. it's like, I'm, yeah, sign me up, right. give it to me. So, yeah. Right. But anyway, we'll have a link to that article in the show notes. Um, also a link to um, our blog post in the show notes as well um, with more of our opinion on uh, mobile Right. Not being mobile all the time. Yep. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Um, my stomach is about ready to consume itself. I don't know what you guys. <laughs> Maybe we should wrap this up yeah, and get some lunch. Good. All right. So, for the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards, this is Adam Meyer, Katie Streeter, Robert Prevo. Oh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.